And into another busy afternoon here. As always, phone lines are open 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to email Lior anytime, help at employmenthour.com, and we will talk about a very excellent tool that we've had for some time. You should be using it as well before major mistakes are made, and uh, that is not hyperbole. I'm talking about your severance, and it is severancepaycalculator.com. Brother, we have got all kinds of stuff to get through today, including the topic, which is it's going to cost you cost you to let some, uh, let someone go if dot 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 we will get to that these are good talking points but first as always we get to the week that was how was it hey john uh, and uh, you know doing good here I've talked to a lot of people this past week a lot of folks here uh, that heard the show wanted to co- uh, call me and ask some questions about their workplace situation so if you haven't heard the show before if you don't know what we do here on the employment hour well we answer questions about workplace rights and we try to solve problems uh, confusing issues come up at workplace. Things may happen. Your boss may say or do something to you, and you don't know if it's right. You don't know if it's legal. Well, call us. We can answer those questions right now. Uh, we're here for for the next uh, hour to do just that. And, of course, you may have a problem, an issue, a concern that you want to discuss that you don't want to do, bring up on the air. So call me at the office. Email me. Uh, I'm only here once a week on the radio. The rest of the time, I'm in my office working uh, and, and uh, practicing law. So let's make sure that if you have a problem, we can solve. And we always start off with a couple scenarios that I saw across my desk over the past uh, few days. So first scenario, I got a call from a gentleman that find them, found himself in, in a bit of a curious position. Apparently what happened is his company had been overpaying him for over a year. They were paying him uh, for 37 and a half hours a week. But he, in fact, was only working for 35 hours a week. He's an hourly employee. And the company didn't realize it. He did not realize it. They were paying him for that period of time. Now, uh, the company realized this eventually very recently. And the amount that they had overpaid him was close to $10,000. And they said, well, you got to pay it back. And in fact, unless you write us a check, we're going to start deducting this from your pay. Uh, you owe us $10,000. Now, this person was obviously extremely upset because he had no idea he had been overpaid. That money had long since been spent. Uh, he didn't realize that it was you know, a small amount every check, so it's not like he really noticed it. He says, I don't have $10,000 to pay them. I can't afford for them to take that out of my check. I, you know, I, I live paycheck to paycheck, and what do I do here? So I, I spoke to him, and you know, interestingly, here's what the law says about this. If you receive money that's not otherwise uh, owed to you, but you receive it in good faith, in the, in the sense that you didn't know that you weren't owed that money, and you spend it in good faith, then you don't actually have to pay it back. So if he got that money not knowing that he doesn't know it, uh, and he spent the money because, again, he thought that that money was his, then even though the company shouldn't have had to pay him that money and they didn't have to, he does not have to pay the money back. So very interesting. And this doesn't just apply in employment situations and apply in every situation. When you get money that you're technically not owed, but you, you didn't know that and you spent that money in good faith, well, you don't actually have to pay it back. And beyond that, what I want our, our listeners to understand is a company cannot, is not allowed to deduct pay from your check unless you give them written permission to do so. So they can't say, well, you owe us money so we can just deduct it off your pay. No, you can't do that. Even if you owe the company money and even if you have to pay it, they are not allowed to decide to deduct money from your paycheck unless you give them that permission. So I'm going to send a letter to this company on his behalf saying, here's why he doesn't owe it to you. It is a mistake. We understand that. But he's uh, he spent the money in good faith. 
and Johnny's not going to have to pay it back in this situation. You know, you mentioned the term good faith about three times there. Where, where's the threshold if, uh, you know, they overpaid and he went, ooh, look at these fools. They don't know what they're doing. I'm hitting the casino. I mean, it, you know, where's the threshold for that? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. If, in fact, they he knew that he's uh, getting overpaid, but he thought, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Why not? If they're going to pay me more money, yeah. then that's fine. And he took that money and then he spent it. Well, then too bad. That's not good faith. That's trying to get away with something. But in this particular case, you know, it, it was a small amount on every check that he got extra. He had no idea. He was just as shocked as they were to find that out. And because of that, he's not going to get penalized to have to come up with 10000 bucks all of a sudden. Uh, and, and, you know, the company is in a, in a bind, but they can't make him pay, John. Employment, uh, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca, the website. You want to check it out anytime. And as I mentioned before, severancepaycalculator.com. What else you got going on? Well, I also spoke uh, with a lady who found herself in a in a frustrating situation. She had worked for the same company in a, an accounting slash bookkeeping position. Uh, that's all she did. And and recently, the company came to her and said, "Well, we we don't need you to do this role anymore. We don't have enough work for you, but we like you, so we're going to put you in a different role. We're going to put you in a quality control role. We're going to train you so that you know what you're doing." And you're not going to take a pay cut. Your hours of work are going to stay the same. You're going to work in the same office. You're just going to be doing quality control instead of accounting and bookkeeping. Now, for this lady, this was a huge deal. She always has and and only had done accounting and bookkeeping. That's what her experience was. That's what her training and schooling was. That's what she wanted to do with her career. She wanted to, to take on more senior positions. And she said, well, wait a second. I can't now take a different role in my career. What does that mean for my future, for my resume, for my future employability? I don't want to be a quality control person. I want to be a, an accounting person. So she called me and she wanted to know, well, can they do this? You know, They're not reducing my pay. They're not relocating me. Well, the answer was, even though they're not reducing her pay and even though this is not an embarrassing position, they still cannot do that. She had a job that's important for her to be in that position. That's that's an important term of her employment that she does bookkeeping and accounting, and they can't just decide to change that. They can't just decide to give her a different role. That's what we call a constructive dismissal. So she can either accept the quality control role, or she can say, no, I'm going to treat that as a termination and get my severance. And the lesson here is very important. You may find yourself in a constructive dismissal situation, even if your compensation hasn't changed, even if you haven't been demoted, even if your work location hasn't changed. You can still work at the same place, same pay, uh, same level of, of job, and still be constructively dismissed if the job that they gave you, if the, if the changes that they made are significant enough, which means you can leave, you can get severance. And of course, remember the rule is very, very important. If you are faced with changes to the terms of employment, you have a very small window to do something about it. You can't just wait it out. You can't just say, well, let me see in a year from now what happens. No. If you do it for too long, you're considered to have accepted it, then you're stuck. So you can only try it for a very short period of time, usually within a couple of weeks. And beyond that, you have to pursue a constructive dismissal. Now, when you say she gets her severance because she was already there and the job was available, does she still get her full severance? Yes, she does get her full severance in this situation because of the fact that this is a constructive dismissal and this is a, this is a significant change. She can still get her full severance based on her age, position, and length of employment. She'd been there for four years. I had assessed her as being owed at least six months of, of pay. 
and that's what she's going to get, and that's going to be my job to to help her pursue that and make sure that she gets it. Before we take a, a short break, I want to get it in there, and that is a severance pay calculator. Give everybody some details on that. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Again, SeverancePayCalculator.com, a tool that I created, and I created it to allow anyone, anyone and everyone, to find out what they're actually owed if they lost their job. So you go to SeverancePayCalculator.com, and you answer three questions, your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out what is the actual amount that the law says you should have. Now what the company thinks or wants to pay you, now what your Uncle Bob said you should be getting, what the actual real amount is, and it's not a week's pay per year service or two weeks pay. It's a lot more than that, and some people could get three months per year service or more. So if you don't know uh, what you're owed, if you've never been to the severance calculator, go right now to severancepaycalculator.com. Check it out. Arm yourself with that information. Remember, it's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. And, of course, if you did lose your job and you're staring at that severance letter, the very first place you go to, you just pull up your smartphone, you go to severancepaycalculator.com, and you now know whether what you've been offered is fair. And, and spoiler alert, it's probably not fair because 90% of the time, when people look at those severance letters, the number staring back at them is a lot less than what they're actually owed, John. And there's an employer mode on there. It's absolutely free to use. It takes but moments. You can contact Lior at the bottom of that as well, severancepaycalculator.com. Over half a million people have tried it and had their eyes opened up indeed. We'll take a, a short break. In the meantime, uh, we're going to get into our topic for the uh, for the afternoon when we come back. It's going to cost you if you let go of an employee, dot, dot, dot. We'll get to those points. You want to hear these. And if you got some questions yourself, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. It's the Employment Hour right here on CKNW. We have got lots to uh, get through today. It is a busy show, Lior, and I want to get right back into it here. And uh, we're going to talk about this. Uh, the topic is it's going to cost you if you let go of an employee for these reasons. And I'll start getting into these, and you can expand on them. Number one, when the employee suffers or may be suffering from a disability. John, it's not. Uh, it's always going to cost an employer when they let an employee go because an employer has to pay severance, uh, no matter what, unless the employee did something horrible. So the employer is always going to have to pay severance, and as I said earlier, it's going to always be a lot more than you realize. But beyond that, beyond those usual situations where the company has to pay severance, there are other instances where it's going to cost you that much more if you let someone go in certain situations. So that's what we're going to be covering, uh, those situations where it's going to cost your employer that much more if you let these folks go. And uh, the first one, as you've said, is if the employee is suffering from a disability or even on a disability leave. And, and why is that? Well, it's because it's actually illegal to let an employee go if they're on a disability or if they're sick, if they're disabled. If you do that, that's a violation of our human rights laws. You cannot do that. And, and what does that mean? Well, that means two things. Number one, it means that you actually have to pay enhanced severance. If someone is disabled, it's probably going to take them longer to find another job than someone that was not disabled, someone that was healthy. So because it's going to take the person longer to find another job, you're going to have to pay more severance. So right off the bat, it costs you more. And beyond that, because of the fact that the person is disabled and you let them go, as I said, it's illegal, it's a human rights violation, you're going to have to pay human rights damages as well. So... Uh, 
an employer that does that is doing so at their at his or her own peril, and it's going to cost them a significant amount of money. And I want everyone to understand that you may have been off on a disability leave for a while, maybe even for a year, maybe for two years, maybe longer. That does not mean that the company can just wash their hands off you. As long as you're trying to get better and there's a prospect of you getting better and trying to get back to work, you're an employee and you cannot be let go just because you're off on a disability leave. If the company does that, as I said, an enhanced severance, even more than the usual severance, and potentially human rights damages as well. So guess what? It's going to cost you. You know, that, that whole thing, that concept of, a, of an employer doing that to you or I or, or, or folks who listen to this show every week, it seems preposterous. But honestly, if I were to line up 10 companies in front of you, how many of those companies out of the 10 would, they, would make that mistake, especially with somebody on a disability? It happens often. And, you know, a company may not yeah. even do that because they're bad people. They may just do that not knowing any better. Right. Certainly with people that have been off for a while, company may think, well, you know, this person has been off for a year. Well, you know, I guess they're they're done. We have to move on. They're no longer an employee. Not realizing that by doing that, they're opening a Pandora's box of all kinds of issues and problems. So, yeah, you're right. Companies do that. I see that every single day in my practice. I speak with employees. They face themselves with those problems. I talked with employers that find out that they made those mistakes. It happens very often, John. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. You haven't used it. Severancepaycalculator.com as well. Find out what your severance should be, the actual amount. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 to, uh, to call into the uh, the top of the hour here and ask your questions. We're talking about this. It's going to cost you if you let go of an employee. When the employee demands payment for out, uh, outstation vacation pay, overtime, or holiday pay. How about that one? Yeah, so if you're an employer and your employee comes to you and says, employer, I believe I'm owed overtime, you haven't paid me, or I believe there's vacation pay that's owed to me, or maybe you haven't paid me properly on my last check, whatever it is, and if you're the employer and you turn around and you let that person go, uh, again, it's going to cost you. Uh, And the reason it's going to cost you is, again, beyond the usual severance you're going to have to pay, that's right off the bat you have to pay severance, the fact that you let someone go when they were trying to pursue their entitlements that's what we call a reprisal. In other words, that means you're not allowed to punish someone because they're trying to pursue entitlements, because they are trying to pursue their overtime rights, their vacation pay rights, their holiday, uh, statutory holiday rights. Now, remember, the employee that's asking you for overtime may be wrong. The employee may not actually be owed overtime. The fact that the employee is wrong and is not owed overtime does not mean you can let them go for asking. That's still a reprisal. The appropriate response is, no, I don't owe you overtime, and here's why I don't owe you, if that's the case. Rather than, well, you know, if you're going to be like that, I'm letting you go. You can't do that, shouldn't do that, and I see this happen very, very often. If you do that as, an, as the employer, you get, uh, you get penalized. You have to pay beyond the severance other damages for reprisal. So if you're an employee, you should always know that you have the right to try to pursue your entitlements. You don't have to be afraid to be punished because you believe you're out overtime or because you believe your employer miscalculated your statutory holiday pay. You can pursue that. You can ask questions. You can contact your employer or the Ministry of Labor or me on those issues. And if you are penalized, that's illegal. There's repercussions. And again, for the employer, it's going to cost you. Yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is the employer, if, if, if an employee comes up to this with with these claims to an employer, don't jump the gun right away. Go back, do your due diligence, te- check your books, and make sure 
A, what they're saying is either true or untrue, right? Then you can carry on from there, and it won't cost you if you do it right. Absolutely. Don't penalize someone for asking questions. Don't penalize someone for pursuing their rights. Don't penalize someone that believes that they're owed something. You can't do that. Our law tries to encourage employees to, to ask the right questions, to be informed of their rights. And an employer that try, tries to shut that down, again, it's going to cost them. Absolutely. Uh, when the employee is working under a fixed-term contract, you let him go, that is also going to cost you. Tell me about it. Yeah. So if you're working on a fixed-term contract, that's what does that mean? It means a contract for a specific period of time, a defined period of time, six months, a year, three years, whatever it is. Now, if you're being let go before the end of the contract, that means, well, you have to get paid for the balance of the contract. So if you're working on a two-year contract, and you're let go six months into that contract, well, the general rule is, well, even though the company lets you go, they have to pay you for the next year and a half because it's a two-year contract and they breached it. They let you go before that contract. So an employer that does that, and I once had a a client individual that was let go uh, six months into about a five-year contract. And guess what? They wrote four and a half years pay. Guess what happened, John? As soon as I contacted the company, they said, come back, come back, please. Please come back. Please come back. Uh, and But that's the case. So it's going to cost the employer big time. Now, one of the ways an employer can avoid that situation uh, or, or reduce its liability is to have an early exit clause, to have something in the contract that says, okay, you're working for three years, but... If we want to let you go before the end of the contract, we will pay you X. And in that situation, well, then if the contract says that the company can let the com- the person go before then, then that's fine. They don't have to pay the, the balance of the contract. But so many times, John, I've seen employees being let go before the end of their fixed-term contract only for the company to then realize, holy crap, uh, we have to pay now the balance of the contract. It's another year's pay, two years' pay. So it's going to cost them big time. So employers have to pay attention to these things. And employee, again, you may have only worked for a few months. Don't assume you don't have significant entitlements. You often do. You're not sure what it is. You, you don't believe you're owed something. You're confused. You have questions. Call me. For the benefit of the of the employers out there listening, if if they do put some sort of early exit clause in there, what is it? We'll pay you fifty percent of the outstanding balance, or something along those lines. Is that usually what it is? Well, oftentimes we would see something even more restrictive than that. They would say, you know, if we let you go before the end of the contract, we'll give you a week's pay or two weeks' pay, uh, something like that. Now, depending on what that says, and as long as it doesn't violate the Employment Standards Act, then an employer right. can do that. Uh, and, and a smart employer would do that. But I've seen so many contracts that, you know, the company goes on to, to explain every detail, uh, of the relationship, but doesn't put an early exit clause. And if that's your situation, employer or employee, understand that when the contract ends, the company has to pay the balance. Doesn't matter how much money we're talking about. By the way, you need to get a hold of Leora at the office or a member of his team. It is 604-283-3123. Email is help at employmenthour.com. Lots more of the show coming up. Phone lines, you have a question for the, the remainder of this afternoon. That is no problem. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll continue. More of the Employment Hour is on the way. This is CKNW. 
We will get back to our uh, chat this afternoon. That is, it's going to cost you if you let go of an employee for these reasons. That is coming up. Again, the phone calls. We'd like to talk to you uh, right till close to the top of the hour. You have questions to ask Lior about your employment, your severance, your boss, anything. Under that very large topic of employment law, that's what we do here uh, week in, week out on the show. We'll get to a call. Uh, I believe Robin's on the line. Got a question as an employer for an employee. Robin, uh, how are you? Good afternoon. Hey, Robin. Hey, there Hi, you are. How are you, pal? Good, not sir. Bad, What's going on? Um, I had a question as an employer. Okay. Um, I run the transport company, and I I realize that after 160 hours a month, we need to pay overtime. I keep my drivers around that, that limit area, sometimes a little over. Um, I have one driver who seems kind of ambitious and really wants to make a buck, and he says, can I work, you know, more hours, quite a few more hours. But I said, problem is, is the overtime, and I can't afford it for the rate mm-hmm. we get. He has said to me that you know he'll he he wouldn't charge me the overtime, and I said, well, that's easier said than done. And he said, I'll put it in writing myself and sign it. And I've had some people tell me uh, that it's still, regardless of what he creates as a contract, that I still will be liable for his overtime. And I just had a question about that. No, it's a great question, Robin, and, and one that yeah. we have not gotten on the show much before. So let me answer that very bluntly. That okay. paper that the employee has offered to put together is not actually worth the paper it's going to be written on. Okay, It's okay. going to be completely useless because you cannot and he cannot contract out of the law. Right, so uh, just like you can't pay someone less than minimum wage or let, give someone less vacation, what you're obligated, it doesn't matter if they agree to it. Uh, mm-hmm. th- th- this can blow up in one of two ways. Number one, you're audited once by the uh, b- by the ministry, so that's right mm-hmm. there. It blows up. You have to pay, or this guy hey, simply changes his mind. And if he changes his mind, you're going to have to pay. It doesn't matter if he signed ten pieces of paper. So that is a bad idea, uh, and mm-hmm. it's not something that protects you in any way, shape, or form. So my advice to you, Robin, is stay on the right side of the law. Uh, if if you don't want to pay overtime, make sure people don't work overtime. If they work overtime, pay them overtime. Uh, and and I w- any kind of situations where you're trying to circumvent the law that way is just going to blow up in your face. So I would absolutely recommend against it. Okay. Well, I'm not trying to go- going against the law. It was his, oh, I know. his idea, and I, I I stay around the 160 mark. Then you're, you're you're a smart man, and you should keep doing that. And you know, I understand this person wants to make more money, and that's fine. You're not obligated to give him more hours. And and this situation that he's proposed puts you at risk. So I would not do that. Okay, great. I, I really appreciate that answer. Thank you, Robin. Appreciate the call. You know, that, that that's smart of Robin to call in, Lior. And we'll get to Kay here in just a sec. we got another call lined up. But Robin, a lot of employees, unlike Robin, would just simply go ahead and say, yeah, okay, man, you bring it on, I'll sign it, we're, uh, we're ready to go. And then three years down the road, this guy gets smart, listens to the show and realizes, oh, wait, I'm going back to my boss because regardless of what I wrote down, you owe me the overtime. Yeah, you owe the overtime. You cannot contract out of the law, yeah. out of minimum entitlements, out of overtime entitlements. Uh, so because of that, the risk is on Robin as the employer. Why would he do that? So no, that that's a great question, and, and hopefully that's not something that Robin's going to do. We'll get back to the phone lines, get Kay on the line, uh, you as well, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell, uh, by the way. Kay, welcome to the show. Uh, Lior's listening. Go ahead. What's your question? Yes, and when a company goes bankrupt, 
what position is the employee in? Uh, this uh, company that went bankrupt, none of the employees received their last payroll. Uh, so what is the process in a situation like that? Yeah, and, and you know, bankruptcy is always a very difficult situation for a, a, an employee. Now, with respect to payroll, with respect to amounts owing for time actually worked, the likelihood of you getting paid is actually quite good uh, because you're considered to be a high priority when it comes to different creditors when it comes to those amounts. So because of that, you're going to get it, and it's going to be a, pr- a process, a bankruptcy process, and, and as a result of that, the, the trustee in bankruptcy should ultimately ensure that you and your colleagues get paid for your time work. So so uh, it may take some time. You're going to be contacted by whoever's dealing with the bankruptcy, and, and, and you, you should get paid. That That is a very, very good likelihood of that happening. Now, there's other entitlements that you may not get. For example... Because you, you you would have lost your job as a result of this bankruptcy, uh, normally when you lose your job, you're owed severance, of course. Well, in this situation, uh, you're not unfortunately going to get severance uh, or, or the likelihood of getting severance is very, very, very small. Certainly, you're full severance. So you're going to be losing some monies that way, but you will ultimately get paid for the time worked. It may take a little while, but, but that will get straightened out. It always does. Uh, and and luckily you're you're considered high priority when it comes to that amount. Okay, that's that's a very good answer. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it, uh, Kay. Have a, a wonderful afternoon and the rest of your weekend. Anytime, uh, by the way, you need to get a hold of Lior when this show is not on the air, it's 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. And we implore you every time to check out severancepaycalculator.com. That is a place you want to go when finding out what exactly the correct amount of your severance should be uh, if ever comes the time where you have a severance offer in front of you because guaranteed uh, you will be getting shortchanged whether through ignorance or malice or otherwise, it ain't going to be right. So severancepaycalculator.com is the place to go. We were talking about this afternoon before we uh, get into any more phone calls here, and that is it's going to cost you, if you let go of an employee, uh, when the uh, employee announces, oh, we know this one, pregnancy <laughs> or comes back from maternity leave. Yes, and, and we are talking about situations where if the employer terminates, it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them more than usual. Remember, it's always going to cost the employer when the employer lets the employee go. But in those situations that we're talking about, it's going to cost the employer that much more. And, and certainly a classic, a big one, an important one is when we're, com- when we're talking about pregnancy leave, maternity leave, uh, and the liability here is significant. So if an employer does let go someone that's pregnant because they're pregnant or because they're going to take a leave, or an employer doesn't bring someone back from maternity leave and lets them go, or even brings them back into a different position, well, that's going to cost the employer. Because beyond just the regular severance that the employer is going to have to pay, the employer may have to pay human rights damages. The employer may have to pay damages under the Employment Standards Act. It's going to cost the employer significant amounts. You know, we take certain things very serious in law, and one of those things that we take very, very seriously is a person's right to take a parental leave, pregnancy leave, maternity leave. Uh, you cannot mess with that. You don't mess with Mama John, as you like to say, and and that's very, very true. Uh, so if you do that, if you are the employer and you think that maybe you can come up with a different reason, maybe I'll say that it's uh, restructuring, right? That's what it is. Uh, it's not nothing to do with the pregnancy. Well, the law generally is smarter than that, can see right through it, and you're going to have significant liability in that situation. Don't do that. Don't make that mistake. It's going to cost you. 
Don't mess with mama. Don't mess with dad as well. Same thing for for dads moving forward, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, John. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell as well. We'll get uh, Dallas on the line here as we uh, we continue with the Sunday edition of the Employment Hour here on CKNW. Hey, Dallas, uh, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on with you? Oh, okay. I'm I'm a person with disability, and I went to work on an oil rig in Saskatchewan. Do you know much okay. about Saskatchewan law? Is it interprovincial? Uh, yeah, I, I know enough to uh, to stay out of trouble. So, what's the question? <laughs> okay, I was working, and uh, what happened was I was hitting the side of the head with a hook hook with the picker. You know the lifting hook. Yep. It hit me in the side of the in the right temple. My rig manager was operating the picker. The whole crew denied the accident. After the accident, I've been in the emergency six times since the injury. Uh, I called the employer back. They uh, they actually laid me off. So they laid you off so when it, you you couldn't work. Is that what you mean? That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so um, first of all, I need a lawyer in Saskatchewan. That was what I was told here in Prince George. Right. So there's no lawyer. I've been to five lawyer offices in Prince George, and none of them will handle my case. Well, you certainly do need a lawyer in, in Saskatchewan. I mean, it, it may not have to be that local, and you may be able to go to one of the, the, the bigger cities there. But you certainly yeah. need a local lawyer to pursue this. Uh, as a practical matter, you're not going to be uh, be able to do it this with a lawyer out of province, uh, for example, with a BC lawyer. Uh, but there's obviously issues here uh, with with the layoff. Potentially, if, if this is a position that's otherwise covered by workers' comp, you have to deal with workers' comp. But beyond that, you may have to. Uh, there may be human rights issues if you're let go because of a disability. Uh, obviously, there's questions of, of severance as well. So there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, and I think that if you can't find a, a local lawyer in, in the specific place where this happened, go to one of the bigger cities there uh, and, okay. and talk to lawyers. You have a lot of lawyers that specialize in employment law, uh, and they can help you. Okay, so I got, a, I got an airline flight to Toronto May 26th. So... Toronto should have somebody in that field to be able to handle handle my case. I'm yeah, hoping. but they're not going to be able to help you in Toronto. It's not practical. You need someone in in, in Saskatchewan. So, okay. so I I wouldn't I wouldn't hire a Toronto lawyer. A Toronto lawyer is not going to take this on. Talk to someone in Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, one of the big cities there will have lawyers handling this matter. Uh, and and I think that's your best course of action. Okay, I understand. Bill, appreciate you for, uh, your call. Thank you for yep, time. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it, uh, Bill. Good luck uh, moving forward, by the way. Um, anytime you need to find out exactly what's going on as far as your case is concerned, not on air, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior and help at employmenthour.com. And we'll continue here with our with our topic, and it's going to cost you if you let an employee go when an employee makes a harassment complaint. Yes, if, if an employee makes a, a harassment complaint, again, it, it's a very... Uh, important situation to remember is that an employer cannot let the employee go because of that. 
If the employer lets the employee go because of that harassment complaint, that's illegal. Uh, an employer may find itself uh, with violations of different kinds of statutes and having to pay other and significant damages. So what happens when an employee brings out a harassment complaint? The employer's obligation is to investigate it. The employer's obligation is to take it seriously and to try to fix the problem uh, and certainly not to penalize the employee, not to threaten the employee, not to let the employee go. And if the employer does that, they say, well, you know, you brought a harassment, you're, you're too much of a pain, we're going to let you go because of that, or we don't think it's legit, so we're letting you go illegal, illegal, illegal. You cannot do that, not now, not ever, frankly. And if the employer does that, John, that's going to cost him big time. We will take a short break, and the number to get a hold of Lior is 604-283-3123. You still have some time on the show, of course, to call through and ask a uh, ask a question if you would like, and that is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's the Employment Hour right here on CKNW. And a reminder, by the way, when the show is done, you need to get a hold of Lior and his crew. It is 604-283-3123. Email is help at employmenthour.com. Then finding out what your severance offer should be, severancepaycalculator.com. I always like to bounce over the phones. We'll get Bill on the line now. Our callers, as always, are number one. Hey, Bill, uh, good afternoon. How are you? think we got Bill there. I guess we're waiting, Lior. Bill doesn't want to talk to us? I don't think Bill likes us. <laughs> he's, I think he's talking to somebody else. He said, oh, enough of these guys. I'm just going to email them. So uh, oh, I guess Bill's gone. All right, Bill. Thanks, but uh, but no thanks. Uh, we're talking about this. It's going to cost you if you let go of an employee. Oh, we love this one, too. This is sneaky. Right before an employee is due either a large bonus or commission payment. That's nice. Yeah, exactly. It's it's nice, and it's going to cost you if you do it. And and you know, again, we're talking about situation where it's going to cost you more because you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. So if you're thinking, well, I'm going to save a few shekels here, I'm going to save some money by letting the person go uh, right before they're owed a bonus, and then I'll save the money on the bonus. Uh, no, no, think again. So not only are you going to have to pay severance, now not only are you going to still have to pay that bonus you're trying to avoid in the first place. But because of you know you're acting what we call in bad faith, there could be additional damages, additional compensation you're going to have to pay the employee. An employer can't avoid yeah. its obligation, or and shouldn't try to avoid obligations by peak, by picking a convenient termination date. Saying, well, wait a second, uh, Bob's going to be due a bonus by uh, January one, so let's let him go in December or November or whatever it is to avoid doing that. Well, guess what? The law is going to see through that. The law is smarter than that. And if you do that, you're going to find yourself having to pay a heck of a lot more than if you had just paid the bonus to begin with and, and, and done the right thing. And of course, as an employee, you should always understand that your employer cannot and should not pull the rug from under you by uh, trying to deprive you of money that you've already earned. Again, illegal. And guess what, employer? It's going to cost you. I think we're lucky enough to have Bill back on the line. I think he uh, he reconnected. I don't think it was my fault, but uh, I'll take the blame for it anyway. Bill, how are you, pal? I'm doing well, thank you. I think it, was, I think so it might have been my fault. You? I think I was. I might have put the phone a little too close and and maybe hit the uh, hit the button with my chin. I got you. No problem. It's uh it's all good. We're here now. What's uh, what's going on with you? What's your concern? Okay, here's the, here's the thing. Um, a couple years ago, I hurt myself at work. And uh, went through the process, had some surgery, went back to work uh, uh, with through an occupational therapy program through WorkSafe, uh, 
and uh, they decided that there was uh, there was nothing there for me because they felt that I couldn't do my job. So they decided to put me through school, uh, did the school thing, and now I'm on a job search, and I'm just wondering, am I entitled now to a severance? Because I worked for this company for almost 20 years. So if, in fact, it was true that you couldn't go back, there was nothing else for you to do at this company, yeah. uh, and I'm assuming it's true because uh, you know WorkSafe wouldn't be paying you to go to school if, if there was a possibility of you going back there, then in right. this situation, no, severance is not owed. Uh, severance oh, would see. have been owed if, if they had jumped the gun, if they decided themselves that there's no job for you, but they could have found a job or there was a possibility, they just didn't want to do it. In that situation, uh, Bill, then, yeah, they would have owed you severance. But if, if in fact, yeah. it's a matter of you not being able to, whether or not you want to, you just can't do it, then, no, unfortunately, Bill, uh, severance is not going to be owed. Now, it, well, I personally felt that I could. And with the occupational therapy, they, uh, they set down a uh, schedule, and uh, they actually wouldn't let me do the, the schedule that, uh, that they had set, set, set forth. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. I was a professional truck driver, and right now right. that's the job that I'm looking for, and that's the job that I'm going to have when I'm when I'm done this. I see. Okay. Well, so, but then okay, then that's important because if the company wasn't really cooperating, or or they kind of made the decision, so it wasn't you know WorkSafe so much deciding as the company, and then kind of WorkSafe following along. Well, no, yes. then in that situation. You may absolutely have a case because they looks it looks like they may have decided they didn't want to accommodate they didn't want to uh, you know work with you within your limitations and they have to they have a duty to accommodate even if it's difficult so yeah but right. you actually may be owed severance especially after all well, these years uh, so you, you may actually have significant entitlements you and I should definitely and, connect uh, off air and there is and, and I ha- I know for sure that uh, there is there was another person that was injured and uh, they uh, that was doing the same job as I was and they certainly found him something He's still well there. there you go uh, th- then then you know Bill you and I need to then speak off air there's a, a lot to unpack and there's a lot of entitlements that you may have so uh, Johnny okay. here is going to give you my number give me a call okay. anytime I'm, I'm in the office all week and I want to speak okay. to you I would love to speak to you also Bill I appreciate your uh, yep no problem. We appreciate your call. Here is that number, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. Email for Leora if you want to contact him that way too, help at employmenthour.com. We are done for another afternoon. If you haven't checked it out yet before we go, we'll remind you one more time, severancepaycalculator.com. Check it out and let us know what you think. We'll be back here uh, same time next weekend right here the Employment Hour on CKNW.